Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Fox 2 News and News 11, the power of 2 at 6 a.m. Heavy rain, flashes of lightning, loud thunder and strong gusty winds and also high water. I'm extreme weather specialist Chris Higgins out in the Woods Basement System Storm Runner tracking it all south of St. Louis. Let's try this one. And a family without a home after lightning strikes it badly burning overnight. A look at what's left behind this morning. Are not going to give up, you know, especially for the safety of the child. In this case, we were told the child was in danger. And a safe ending to a St. Anne police chase of a stolen car with a child inside. A look at the exclusive body cam video showing the quick response. Plus, the NTSB issues a preliminary report on that deadly Greyhound bus crash on I-70 near Highland, Illinois, last month. What investigators say may have played a part in that tragedy. Take a live look from Bomberito Automotive Group Sky Fox, looking toward the south right now. A lot of rain showers out there this morning, thunder and lightning. It is Thursday, August 3rd, and you are watching The Power of Two at 6 a.m. I'm John Pertzborn. I'm Margie Ellisor in for Blair Leday. We do have live team coverage for you this morning following strong storms moving through our area. Fox News Chris Renier, he is in Fenton with a look at some of the damage and extreme weather specialist Chris Higgins monitoring conditions from the Woods Basement System Storm Runner. But first, let's get a check of that forecast. Meteorologist Angela Huddy, she's been up since the wee hours watching this. We were up late and we're here with you early this morning. Keep an eye on this particularly uh, dangerous situation that we've been watching unfold overnight. Started with some severe storms late last night and into the overnight hours and is continuing with that heavy rain threat. Now I've got a view for you here from our Renewal by Anderson web camera in Festus. And why? Well, I can't get you the views from Farmington. Those cameras are getting hammered right now and those views are down. But we are looking south and southwestward towards that more intense weather. And I've been there. You can see good flash of that lightning as seen from outside of the Gateway YMCA there on I-55. Here's the big picture view. Let's get you the latest on the radar. And the focus continues to be on areas west and south of Metro St. Louis. This is the area that's seen heavy rain and thunderstorms overnight. This is also an area that saw heavy rain yesterday, so things are very saturated, so the flash flood concern has been high. This is the storm we've been focused on most recently. This batch of rain moving through uh, the, excuse me, the Washington and St. Francis County areas. Washington County starting to see things ease back just a little bit, but St. Francis County still getting hammered from Bonterre to Park Hills to Farmington, and that is pushing on down towards the Madison County border at this point in time. Over the last hour, reports with this particular storm are of a fast one uh, to three inches of rainfall in that corridor from Richwoods to Old Mines down to Park Hills. And so that's an area we're watching. That's what we're going to go check in on here in just a bit. Did want to quickly let you know, do have some showers that have blossomed over south 
eastern portions of the St. Louis region, some thunderstorms in St. Clair, Randolph, Perry, and Washington counties in Illinois. This is primarily along and south of I-64, but some heavy rain and lightning near Sparta, Pinckneyville, south of Nashville. Metro St. Louis, for the most part, we have escaped the heaviest rains overnight. That is good news as we reach this busy morning commute time, but still could be a few showers this morning. And this is our newest development of rain and thunderstorms that is moving into parts of Gasconade and parts of Montgomery County and now into northwestern parts of Franklin County as well. This once again is bringing heavy rain and lightning. But again, the focus has been on that St. Francis County area as we've gone through the last couple of hours, and that is where we find extreme weather specialist meteorologist Chris Higgins in the woods basement system storm runner. And Chris, you've been absolutely getting hammered over the last hour. Yeah, hammered by rain. We had some wind just sub severe at about 50 miles an hour and an amazing lightning display. I'm going to take you to our roof camera. Uh, first, the dash camera looking uh, southbound. We're now south of Deloge on 67, working down towards Farmington. Let me go to the roof camera and I can pan that around. Just a nonstop amazing lightning show with some really powerful booms of thunder uh, mixed in there to go along with it. As you look at the sky, it's just constantly lighting up uh, across uh, the southern parts of our viewing area is this parade of storms makes their way from northwest to southeast. The camera's now coming around looking behind us uh, back to the northwest and north along Highway 67. Let's go ahead and double box if we can right now. I want to show where we are relative to the storms. Uh, you can see on the power Doppler the heavy rain moving through Park Hills. We're just north of Park Hills and there has been quite a bit of wind damage, not from this morning, but from last night in areas along Highway 47, working into the Bonterre area and throughout uh, Bonterre down towards Deloge. We ran into all kinds of downed trees uh, and some power lines down uh, in and around the, the, the Bonterre and Deloge area. But most recently in the last 15, 20 minutes, take a look at this video we shot of the intense rainfall. Uh, amazing rainfall quickly bringing up uh, water up out of the culverts. Too much too fast for the roads to handle. Angela, you talked about one to three inches in an hour's time. We can vouch for that. The result is what you see here. Very slow going in and around St. Francis County as a result of high water. Now, these are typically low spots. Locals are aware that these spots exist, but nonetheless, it's still uh, pretty impressive how quickly that water comes up and then goes uh, back down. The heavy rain continues, although it's dropping south along Highway 67 into southern St. Francis County. That's why we're headed south in the woods basement system storm runner. I'm extreme weather specialist Chris Higgins. Let's send it back to you in the studio. Thanks, Chris. Well, a Fenton family is forced from their house overnight when lightning strikes, and that caught their house on fire. Yeah, we have the power of two's Chris Renier. He is live in Fenton with whether anyone was hurt. Good morning to you, Chris. Margin John, good morning to both of you. Officials with the Fenton Fire Protection District telling me this morning that fortunately the family who lived in the home behind us here was able to escape without any injuries, but there were certainly some scary moments and the damage to the home is extensive. You can see the roof is gone among other issues and there's also some siding damage to the houses on both sides of this one as well. We can show you a video of the home that we captured a little bit earlier here. We are on Merrimack Meadows Drive in Fenton. That is not far from Smitzer Mill Road and Merrimack Station Road. Fire crews getting the call a little after 11 o'clock last night here. There were storms in the area with lightning at the time. 
Fenton fire officials tell me the family living in this home heard lightning strike the house. Then they smelled something burning. I'm told they started looking around and noticed the roof of the home was on fire. That's when the family got out and fire crews were notified. Authorities tell us the call went to a first alarm with crews from the Fenton Fire Protection District, West County EMS and Fire, and the Valley Park Fire Protection District all responding here. I'm told it took crews about 30 minutes to get the flames under control. Fenton Fire officials telling me this morning that they do indeed believe the fire was caused by lightning here. Again, nobody hurt, but it appears the home, which was struck by lightning, is not livable at least for the time being. I was just speaking with a gentleman who lives around the corner here. He tells me there's a kind of a community Facebook page speaking about this situation overnight. I'm told that perhaps with a family of three living here again, though, they were able to get out, but you can see from the damage to the home, extensive damage from the fire here overnight. For now, live in Fenton, I'm Chris Fournier. And we're already tracking some early morning traffic incidents across our metro. First, it's going to be 44 in Jamison. We have a multi-car crash that is involving injuries. So here's a look at that. And it's definitely blocking some lanes in that westbound direction. So be mindful of that. Plenty of emergency crews on scene. Again, this is 44 in Jamison in the county. Then heading all the way to Sullivan, we have a highway that is completely shut down due to flooding. Highway 185 closed in both directions just a little east of that Sullivan area in I-44. So be mindful of that for those drivers out there. Margie. Uh, Margie. All right, thanks, Amelia. Exclusive video obtained only by the Fox Files team shows the moment police quickly ended a police pursuit with a stolen car that had a child inside. Fox Files investigator Chris Hayes reports license plate readers and effective police communication led to this safe and happy ending in a frightening situation. The pursuit ended here near Natural Bridge in Goodfellow, where two police jurisdictions not only worked together, but they used license plate readers to track this stolen car as safely as possible. The pursuit ended with no reported injuries, even though police found this four-year-old child unbuckled in the back of the suspect's car. You all right, little man? It began with a frantic 911 call from a woman just minutes earlier from this St. Anne quick trip. She said her car was stolen with her son inside. Police only had a plate to go on, which St. Anne Lieutenant Monica Rella says was entered into the license plate reader system. Officers are not gonna give up, you know, especially for the safety of the child. In this case, we were told the child was in danger. They got a hit in another jurisdiction where a North County Police Cooperative officer was patrolling. You can't outrun the radio. That information is disseminated. It's gone all points, uh, every police department. The pursuit lasted less than 45 seconds when the suspect pulled over. Separate the vehicle! That separation of the child uh, from his mother was only about maybe five, ten minutes. That's pretty good when you're ending the day that nobody gets hurt and everybody gets to go back to, to how it was. How are you doing, buddy? That's Lieutenant Rellis consoling the four-year-old. The child is safe. The child's well-being was good when I interacted with him. We try to get him out of there as quickly as possible. So we, you know, transport him back to the station. We got him reunited with his mother. The St. Louis County Prosecuting Attorney's Office followed up by charging the alleged driver, Kevin Quinn, with several felonies related to the case, including endangering the welfare of a child. For the Fox Files, I'm Chris Hayes.
A University City couple accused of trying to entice an 11-year-old for sex is turned into authorities by a neighbor. 32-year-old Rachel Burns and 39-year-old William Burns are facing felony counts for attempted enticement of a child. Prosecutors say they have incriminating texts from both defendants. We're going to prosecute these cases aggressively. Um, you know, there's just nothing more disturbing than um, those who would prey on our most vulnerable, especially children. And Both defendants are being held on $250,000 cash-only bonds. Want to let you know there's a St. Louis County Police endangered person advisory this morning for 19-year-old John Michael Lebb. He is five foot five, 127 pounds, brown hair, has green eyes, and was last seen wearing a green hospital gown. Leb walked away from Mercy South Hospital yesterday afternoon where he was undergoing a court-ordered psychological evaluation. Police say he has a violent past with suicidal tendencies. If you have any information on John Michael Leb's whereabouts, please call St. Louis County Police or 911. And we've got a power of two follow-up. The National Transportation Safety Board releases its preliminary report on that July 12th deadly Greyhound bus crash on I-70. That was near Highland, Illinois. Three passengers died when the bus hit three tractor trailers parked along the highway outside of the Silver Lake rest area. The NTSB noted the rest area has 21 parking spaces for commercial trucks. Investigators have not determined the probable cause of the crash, which could lead to safety recommendations to prevent future accidents. Missouri Governor Mike Parson and MoDOT announced a new Missouri Railroad Safety Crossing Plan today. In June of last year, an Amtrak train hit a dump truck at a crossing in Menden, Missouri. Four people died, 150 others were hurt. The governor is expected to sign a bill today would provide $50 million to improve 47 railroad crossings used by Amtrak. Missouri has more than 3,300 public rail crossings. Only half of those have lights or gates. Missouri Amazon warehouse workers file a safety complaint with OSHA. The Missouri Workers Center hosts a virtual briefing today on this complaint. Congresswoman Cori Bush is scheduled to be there to take part along with former workers at the Amazon Fulfillment Center in St. Peter's. The workers blame Amazon for work practices that led to job-related injuries. Leaders of Metro Transit's main employee union, they have reached a tentative agreement on a new contract. That's according to our partners at the Post-Dispatch. The new deal includes pay increases of 3% in each of the next two fiscal years, then a $7,000 signing bonus. The union is set to vote on the new contract on Monday, which took more than a year to negotiate. A separate contract for Colorado paratransit van drivers, that expires in January, and negotiations have yet to begin on a new deal for those workers.